Hey everybody, so I want to welcome you to episode 7. And if you were fortunate enough to listen to episode 6, I know that it was very intense. Um, as I walked you through everything and I had a moment or two as I was recording where I needed to pause and get myself together. So thank you for bearing with me and allowing me to continue to share this journey with you all. So in episode seven, I just wanted to take you all through the day of my mom's funeral. And that day is a day that will stay with me until the day I leave this earth, unfortunately. July 29th, 2009 was the last day that I ever saw my mom. And as I even say it now, it's still hard to believe that it has been 11 years since I saw my mom. It still strikes me as something that's just not real like I can't I can't believe that it happened even though it did so as I said in the last episode it was hard for me to get um, some sleep but I did my best I catnapped and so the morning of my mom's service because this was in July in Ohio, it was humid already that morning, and it was a beautiful day. And I, w- I was grateful for that because that's what I prayed for. I prayed for the weather to be good, no rain, anything, because I felt like that's what my mom deserved, a perfect day with perfect weather. My mom deserved that. And I wanted that so much for her because it was a day that we got an opportunity as a family and her children got an opportunity to honor her. So that morning I had um, got up and I had a few family members that had stayed in, in the house with me the night before the service. And um, that morning before the limo came to pick pick us up there was an incident that happened that set me off and excuse me I'm battling sinuses so it's almost as if when you're experiencing grief and you have to hold it in or you hold it in any little thing will set you off and I have been holding so much for so long and you figure for 10 days I had to go through such craziness that the average person wouldn't be able to handle 
And so this incident that happened with another family member, um, it just set me off and it made me so angry. And I exploded and everything that I had been feeling for a long time, I let out. And in letting that out, I didn't feel any better. I just, I felt so upset because I wanted my mom's day to be perfect. I wanted it to be about her. And this thing that happened wasn't about her. And that's what upset me and that's what set me off. And even still, my family allowed me to have my moment. And I pushed past it. We got in the limo. <clears throat> on the way to the church. And when my brother and I got out that limo. And we walked into that church. It was the longest walk ever to walk up there to that casket from getting in that door of the church. And I will never forget as I was walking towards my mom's casket. My, my, my legs felt like rubber and I didn't know how I was walking. I felt like at any moment I could pass out. <laughs> but I made it up there because I knew once we walked in this church that all eyes would be on me and my brother. And I, and I knew that. So I had to pull it together. In my mind, I kept saying, pull it together. Because what I was taught was to mask and you'll hear me say that throughout this podcast because I will have an episode where I make it very clear why I say this but nevertheless when we walked in everybody in the church and that church was packed there was not one seat that was left in that church. And that was a big church. And I felt so supported. And I felt so proud. Because that was a defining moment for me to really realize what my mom meant to so many people and that wasn't even all the people that my mom touched lives she touched and people's lives that she impacted it wasn't even all of the people but to see so many people I was I was just overwhelmed, but in a good way. Because I was so proud and I felt so good 
And I just wished that my mom would have knew how much she was loved, not just by her family or her children, but just in general. We walked up, me and my brother, and I looked at my mom, and I just stood there. Because I still had to let it sink in, and it really wasn't. And uh, I sat down, front row, with my brother, and... uh, close friend and my cousin and what I will tell you is that I chose two songs in particular that I knew my mom loved because she was into church and she went faithfully And the one song, that's the song that I chose for this episode, is I Won't Complain. And as I think about the person who sung that song, I just sat there. And it seemed like I was in a dream as I was sitting there like this was happening but it was like I'm not really here I wasn't really present because I'm like this can't be happening y'all have to understand for now since July 19th I was looking for her I didn't find out she passed away until the 20th of July the next day so from July 19th until July 29th I've been living some type of a nightmare and I didn't know how to cope I didn't know what to do it was unreal one thing I will tell you is that no matter what I felt And how in my mind I wanted to stop this thing from happening. It was happening. And no matter what I did. I didn't have to accept it. But I had to understand it was going to happen. Whether I wanted it to or not. The service was awesome. There were so many people who spoke. I couldn't get up there and speak. I didn't have it in me. Because I was still trying to keep it together. Not just for myself, but for my brother. Because I had to be strong for both of us. And the things that I heard, I didn't even know that my mom did. And so as I sat there and I was listening to her, stories that these people told about my mother I was able to see another side to my mother because for me she was always superwoman 
But to know she was superwoman to other people, such as her co-workers, was nothing short of amazing. I knew she was an amazing woman, but I didn't realize she was that amazing to every single solitary person. And she was. And so I sat there and I held my head up high as I listened to these stories, how my mother impacted someone's life, how she prayed for them, how she brightened their day, how she made a difference. And I was like, wow, that's my mom. And I, I just was in awe. And, and I thought, when God blessed me with her, he truly blessed me. Because that woman taught me so many life lessons and she loved hard and she held on even harder, especially to her babies. And then here comes the moment that will change my life forever. Now I share with you all that one of the moments is when she was being taken out of the house in the body bag. That is a moment that I will never forget because it will play, replay in my mind forever. But this moment I wasn't prepared for and I never even thought to prepare myself differently for this moment. The words were said, the prayer, the, you know, the preaching was there, the prayer. And as we were closing, and I thought I had thought of everything, and I didn't. And I don't recall it ever being asked of me, did I want the casket to be closed while I'm in the room, while I'm in the church, or did I want to leave? I don't even recall that being asked of me, because if I would have recalled that being asked of me, I probably would have said, I want to make sure I'm leaving the room and not present. I want to leave. I can tell you firsthand, losing someone is already hard. But that moment when you are sitting there, and as I'm sitting there, I'll just take you through it. I'm sitting there and my mother wore glasses. The guy from the funeral home came up to the to the coffin. To the casket rather. And he took my mom's glasses off. And again, I'm not even thinking, y'all. I'm not thinking. Because I'm like, okay, he took her glasses off. Still not thinking. And they took, the other guy took the flowers off. And then they folded things on the ends to put them on the inside of the casket. And then the 
guy reached up to close the casket. When I tell you, I have never in my life felt so much pain. I think it was worse than when I knew that my mom had took her life. Because knowing that my mom had taken her life and that she was gone was one thing. But then we got to the final day and I would never see my mom again was another. I felt like I wanted to get in that casket with my mom. I yelled at the top of my lungs. I want my mama. I want my mama. I want my mama. As they were closing the casket. As they were closing that lid on that casket. That's all I was hollering. And I was like no. And I just started yelling and hollering. And my voice when I get upset or excited. Is a very high pitched screechy sound. I have a very high-pitched, screechy voice when I'm excited or upset. And it radiated through the church. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house, in the church. It wasn't a dry eye there because everybody that was sitting there felt that yell. And when I tell you, I couldn't get it together. I couldn't get it together. I, I, at that moment, I fell apart. And I didn't care that I fell apart in front of people. It didn't matter to me that I fell apart. I was like, oh, well. And I'll never forget, my close friend was sitting on the other, she had came up and she sat on the other side of me and she was holding me and as, as I was hollering. And she said, you, you gotta, you gotta put it together. I said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I want my mama. And that's all I kept saying. I couldn't say anything else is I want my mama, I want my mama. I don't even know where my brother was. I know he was close by, I don't even know what happened. I couldn't remember nothing. And I knew my grand was present, but I couldn't even holler for her at that moment. And I needed her, but I couldn't even holler for my grand in that moment. But when I tell you, when they started taking her out of the church, I wanted to go with my mom. Cause I followed that casket out the church. I wasn't in my mind. I wasn't in my right mind. I followed that casket and I hollered up the aisle, out the doors. I just, just so uncontrollable that I hollered and screamed and yelled. I mean, it was the worst pain. And I just kept saying, I want my mama. And I stood there 
I'm getting ready to go out the doors to the street. And I'll never forbid, as the pastor was saying the prayer, because my mom was being cremated, so we weren't going to the cemetery. That she was ushering the people to take me downstairs and not let me go outside. Because that's how bad it was. Because I was falling to my knees. I just was breaking down so bad. And I had to stand there hollering and yelling as I watched them put her in there, close that door, and pull off with my mom. When I tell you that is a pain like no other, I can't I, I can't even begin to describe that pain. I don't know how I made it through that moment. But I did. But it hurts. It hurt, it hurt, it hurt. And when I got downstairs for ready for repass, I still couldn't eat. I couldn't I, I just tried to get myself together and I sat there in disbelief. And if anybody that knows me, they know I am never, hardly ever at a loss for words. But at this moment, I was at a loss for words. Because I could not believe that this was reality. Because that's when things start to get really real. When you realize that that's the last time you're going to see your loved one. And there's nothing you can do about it. And I just... I just sat there and everybody kept coming up to me and they were sitting on the side of me and they were trying to be helpful but nobody could do anything to take this feeling away the one thing that I, I cherish the most about that day my grandmother, who was such an important part of my life, she developed dementia. And as things were going on, my grand, my aunt had brought my grand to my mom's funeral. She was sick, she was getting sick at this point, but she was still present. And when I seen my grand, I hugged her so tight because I knew she was all I had left in terms of the person that I admired. I admired her so much and I admired my mom and they were my heroes. And I held on to my grand so tight and I just cried 
so hard and my crayon was right there and her strength for that moment it allowed me to get through the service but I still wasn't prepared for the closing of the casket when I tell you if you have an option, if you remember the option, please, if you even have a say in it, and I don't want to say because you always have an option, so that's not the right term, terminology to use. You always have an option. But if you are someone who is making the decision, should I say, if you're making the funeral arrangements and, and you're asked and you, you, you remember Please do yourself a favor. Don't be in the room when they close the cast because I promise you that moment will hurt you and haunt you for the rest of your life and you don't want that. Remember them in the casket, but don't sit there and watch them close the casket because when that happens you feel like a part of you is going with them and I promise you a part of me went with my mom the moment that they closed down that casket closed down that lid to that casket a part of me went with my mom it's an undescribable pain it's is something that I just, if you don't have to go through it, don't save yourself that heartache. Because losing a person is enough. But to sit there as they're closing the casket, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's pain. It's pain. It's an indescribable pain and emptiness that follows that. that night I didn't get any sleep because everything just played over and over in my mind and I couldn't even wrap my mind around what was going to happen to me after this day I had no idea what was to come and I promise you, you're never prepared because you don't see the road ahead. Grief does not come one through seven. It comes all over the place. Doesn't come in order. It just comes. And I promise you, if you don't handle grief and you don't handle your pain and you don't talk about it, it has a way of building up. And if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. And I had to learn that the hard way. I want to thank you all for listening. I hope that this gives you a greater insight to what it's like 
as a suicide loss survivor. My goal is just to make sure that this story is told so that people understand the pain that is caused by a family after someone dies by suicide. If I can help one person understand what it's like, if I can help somebody who's contemplating suicide understand that the pain that is caused on the other side is so severe you wouldn't want to do that to your family you wouldn't want to do that to your loved ones I want everyone listening to know that you matter life is always going to be unpredictable but you have got to know that throughout your life, no matter what comes your way, you can get through it. I don't care what it is. You can get through it. I am somebody who is living proof that you can get through anything. And this one thing that could have destroyed me, that had the ability to take me from this earth and my family allow me to find peace and my purpose in life and I will explain that in a later episode but for now I just want you to know that you matter and that you are loved and if nobody ever tells you that they love you trust me and believe me when I tell you I love you you do matter Thank you for listening.